ancient evil awakens, forcing a peaceful and prosperous nation into a life of servitude and despair. This world has only one chance of survival, a young boy who must train in the ways of a warrior, stay disciplined, and keep a sharp mind. Can this boy grow into the man he needs to be to defeat an all-powerful demon and prevent it from total global domination? The first episode in a new podcast series starts now. This is Gotta Recap. Uh, nerd alert. Let me show you how a real intro is done. Jack's gotta take Aku down. Only one problem. His lady went psycho and now he's got kidnapped. Don't! Jack's bros show up and get shit done. Great success. Aku's totally PO'd and doesn't notice Jack sliding into his daughter's DMs. Mm. Ashi's gotten her own sick games though and blast them back to the past. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Will it be happily ever after? Or is our hero shit out of luck? <laughs> this is it, y'all. The finale of Samurai Jack. Coming at ya on Gotta Recap. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 101. Yes, that means we have reached the finale of Samurai Jack. Nick Montagani, I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, I called you the penultimate boy last week. Mm -hmm. You've graduated to finale boy. Congratulations. The ultimate boy? The ultimate boy. Fuck yeah. Yes. Uh, ultimate boy as in ultimate frisbee. I've seen you out there on the links. Oh, yeah. Throw in them discs. On the links is what they call it when you play ultimate frisbee, right? I have no idea. It, the basket's <laughs> like a chain thing, right? This is also now we're talking about two different frisbee sports. So we've made a huge <laughs> mistake. Oh, I'm talking about frisbee golf. <laughs> now we're talking about frisbee golf. <laughs> I am so bad at throwing frisbees, by the way. I went to um, like a little get together with 15 people at a beach like two years ago mm -hmm. and it was me and like two other guys and then a bunch of girls and the guys were like being super macho like let's go play frisbee on the beach hey nick do you want to go toss the frizz around and i'm so bad but i couldn't it was kind of one of those social situations where i couldn't say no mm -hmm. was that uh, and pie and beer day it was pie and beer day with our mutual friend Yep. Lexi, I didn't seems go to, to be that. making it onto this podcast a lot these yeah. days. Yeah, we talked about it last time, too. Uh, I didn't go to that because I woke up that morning and my dog was pissing on my bed. Oh, no. So I spent the day uh, trying to get dog piss out of my mattress <laughs> instead of playing Frisbee on the beach. I'm not sure which one sounds like more fun. I'm not sure you were having a worse time yeah. <laughs> than me. Um, my very first throw, I launched it directly into the group of girls still sitting down on the beach and almost took somebody's head off. So nice. it didn't go well. <laughs> yes, Brendan, just as I predicted, when we are recording the finale of Samurai Jack, we've spent the majority of our intro talking about Frisbees. Mm -hmm. Just like we thought, just like we planned. I wouldn't have it any other <laughs> way, my friend. <laughs> um. I, you know, I didn't have a lot planned out for the intro this week. I'm just, I'm really excited that we've made it to this point. I'm 
humbled that we've even made it to this point. Like it's it's really, I think, an incredible achievement for you and me both. Yeah. You know, a year and a half, almost two years and, and gotten through all these episodes, really committed to something like that and humbled that people out there actually seem to give a shit and have listened to us for this long. And um, I'm sure we'll do more of this after the show, but I just preemptively, I think we both want to thank people from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you, everyone, for listening. Wouldn't have done it if people out there weren't listening. Probably would have fallen off of it. We probably wouldn't have cared so much to do it, but, you know, we we have the data, Brendan. The data's (laughs) out there. I've seen the charts and the graphs. I've seen those numbers ticking up, 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 and then my (laughs) wallet grows out, out, out. (laughs) From the Patreon. That's how this all works. Yeah, from that Patreon that we've got going on. We don't even serve ads on this show, Brendan. You know what? That just even further speaks to how much I think you and me are both enjoying just simply doing this. Is you know, we're not mm-hmm. getting paid to do it, but we've made the commitment to do it because we're we're having a really good time and we enjoy interacting with our community and it's been a special kind of experience. Yeah, we enjoy it almost as much as we enjoy the the meals delivered to our door from Simply Fresh. I uh, <laughs> uh-oh. Is this a new thing? <laughs> Simply Fresh, is that even a company? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it would be a meal delivery kit, though, if it was. It's all about Green Chef. That's an actual <laughs> thing. You know what? I shouldn't be name-dropping actual companies that aren't sponsoring our show. <laughs> Green Chef sucks, unless they want to sponsor our show, yeah. then we love them. Yeah, you could pay us to change our opinion. I'm easily bought out, baby. <laughs> Integrity, what's that? Mm, I've never heard of it or had it. <laughs> I bet they don't ship delicious pre-prepped meals to your door. <laughs> like Simply Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Simply Fresh. Promo code uh, Scaramouche. It's hard to spell and they probably should have chose a better <laughs> promo code. But it'll get you 5% off. 5% off your first year subscription. 5% off... Um, but you have to commit to 10 years. Yeah. Yep. And you have to climb a mountain to get the coupon. Seems reasonable. Yeah. That's like a Nathan for you plot. It is a Nathan for you plot. Oh, it is. I think yeah. it literally is. It is. Yeah. yeah it's you the, the it gas is. rebate episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brendan. Uh, yes, we're here in the finale. We're both super happy to have made it this far. This podcast has come such a long way. I, uh, <laughs> In, in prep for this a little bit, there's some stuff that happens in this episode that we'll talk about mm-hmm. much later. This might, you know, I'm thinking this might be a long record. I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I think it could be and probably should be. Uh, we have to we have to go through a list of 40 names. Probably not that many. <laughs> but a, It's not much less than that. A long fucking list of names. <laughs> well, more on that later. But uh, I was going to say... Um, I went back and was like listening to bits and pieces from some of our older episodes, mm-hmm. including our very first episode of this show. Oh man, the audio quality on that. Oh yeah, I was recording good. on my, uh, I think just on my headphones with like a little shitty microphone. Mm-hmm. And my, I had not figured out how to control the gain on my microphone and also i don't think i'd figured out how to do like a noise reduction thing so you Mm -hmm. can just hear everything going on in my apartment yeah it was was a disaster it was great but now listen to us buttery smooth audio coming through your headphones right now coming to you live over the waves 
thank you so much for calling in. Long time, first time, I assume. <laughs> That's usually how it works. The radio host asks someone if it's been long time, first time. <laughs> and they go, no, but sure. <laughs> Uh, Brendan, this is a bit of a mess. There's some chaotic energy here for the finale of <laughs> Samurai Jack. But you know what? It's a chaotic episode, and uh, I think it's fitting. Um, shall we delve into chaos together? Let's do it one more time. Hold my hand. We're we're jumping in. Whee! <laughs> Brendan, it is episode 101. C.I. in Roman numerals. Um... I hope people <laughs> who are Googling Samurai Jack podcast are Googling the Samurai Jack episode. They're looking for people talking about the finale. I hope they land on our thing because CI is like not a very SEO friendly no. kind of title. You know? Yep. I can't imagine. Got to work some buzzwords into our episode description. Finale. Uh, kinder eggs. Ooh, oh, um, other things that are popular online. I don't even Fortnite. know if that's how you pronounce the word. Fortnite definitely is on the list. Mm -hmm. We'll get we'll draw traffic to this episode in one way or another. If you're already listening to it, we already got you somehow. Yeah, that's all I know. Is there more things people like online? Um, pornography. Oh, yeah. Pornography. Uh, we're going to delve into some of that this week. We've been meaning to start and no better time than the finale of Samurai Jack, the very last episode. There are 62 episodes. I can finally do the math for you, Brendan. There are 62 episodes of Samurai Jack. So this would be number 62 that we're talking about. Hell yeah. I feel confident in that. I, I'm going to go with it. Not even going to try. Thank you. I appreciate you placing your trust in me. Uh, and I appreciate everyone placing their trust in me once more as we recap one final episode of Samurai Jack. So let's go ahead and get it started. Yes, episode 101, May 20th, 2017. The Scotsman's daughter, Flora, is charging hard on the back of a mighty stag. Already, this episode rules. It's, it's pretty metal at <laughs> This points. episode kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> Pounding through the highlands towards the Scotsman's keep. In the distance, the same building we saw in Jack and the Scotsman 2. Oh, yeah. And it is looking fresh. Got some flowers on those hills now. Fresh coat of paint. Some high detail in there. They kicked out all the other Scotsmen that they were did. living there. And now the, it's just all the daughters. And the snake druid. That guy, He, I would hope that he finally kicked the bucket. <laughs> well, he could be hanging around. The Scotsman still is. That is entirely possible. Maybe they just yeah, stuck him in like a shed. Out back. Put him with the other ghosts. <laughs> Get this guy out of sight. <laughs> um, yes, she heads towards the Scotsman's castle and throws open the door and yells to her father. But her sisters shush her and she tries to say to them, but but Aku and uh, the Scotsman ghosts, the Scotsman ghosts, I said, there's just one Scotsman ghost. Yep. He appears and says, we know. The whole world knows. Fucking cool. <laughs> I was so excited for this scene for you, Brendan. Let's let's continue on. The turns to a TV screen with the fiery image of Aku's house on it. I love the TV screen 
uh, bit that happens throughout this whole scene, like this is the sequence that's coming up. There, theirs is like hung on the wall with like a shitty wooden frame around it, mm-hmm. like a giant old painting. But it's this massive flat screen TV. This is so fun that we get to see everyone's TVs, and each society has just one TV. <laughs> yeah, they've all got a TV. They share the same TV <laughs> only for important announcements, I guess. Maybe it's it's mandated. Aku has it. It's like uh, North Korea. You have to have the TV so you can watch. Uh, what's his face speak? That guy, the fat guy. Aku. Yeah, Aku. That's the one. Basically, I mean, God, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, uh, they they see yes the image of Aku's fiery walls on this TV. And we do get to go on a little bit of a tour here. Brendan, I've written it all out for you. Like I said, this is going to be a long episode. Smash cut to the rave. We're here once again, twice in season five. You got to love it. Yep. That that astronaut's still hanging around. He's still dancing. He probably hasn't stopped dancing. I bet he never takes that thing off. He's got a he's got a reek that guy. Oh, he might have some tubes like running out. Some ventilation. Yeah. Bring in the good air, let out like the nasty stuff. Kind of like how I think Buzz Aldrin shit himself on the moon or something. That's a true story. Yeah. Well, I think that's how the suits are designed. They're not they don't. I think they take like an hour and a half to put on. What an honor, though. If he you know, wasn't the first man to step on the moon, he was at least the first man to shit on the moon. Fuck yeah. Fuck this moon. (laughs) As Triumph once said, I poop on you. That's timely. Ah, yes. Triumph. The poet. (laughs) That is our next podcast is we're just going to watch old Triumph videos. Oh, God. (laughs) And try to dance around the not so subtle racism and misogyny and Triumph in the Tom Green show. It's coming. (laughs) I hope you all stick around for that. Yes, Brendan, we're at the rave. (laughs) People are dancing around, including that stinky astronaut. They're getting real funky, as they do. And the music cuts out. The giant TV screen on the stage shows that same fiery image of Aku's house. And in unison, the ravers go, Aku. Yeah, like they're in a trance again. Except this time, they're doing it of their own free will. Mm -hmm. They're not literally. Or maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe, um, what's her name? The girl, what's the rave girl's name? I, I we don't should know remember. this. Did she, Olivia? Did she have one? I think it's Olivia. Yeah. Anyway, let's go maybe she's controlling them is what I was trying to say, but uh, <laughs> I ruined it by not being able to remember her name. It doesn't I would, matter. I would never claim to be a Samurai Jack expert. After all this time, uh, we've proven that we are very ignorant in the ways <laughs> Of Samurai Jack. Nobody would dispute that. Uh, Suddenly, we are underwater. And a big pink fish swims by some large orbs floating floating near the bottom of the ocean. Brendan, we very specifically said that we didn't need to see these guys again. But here we are. I was actually stoked when I saw those fish. I was like, oh, shit. Are we really doing it right now? (laughs) We are. We're doing it. It's uh, hilarious. I didn't remember that these gentlemen came back, but yes, the Triceraquins were here with them under the sea. 
Yep. And they are uh, huddling around their own TV, which has kind of got like a weird fleshy coral thing going on around it, too. Yeah, like all of their technology, it's gross. It's nasty. It's, yeah, like splorchy. It makes <laughs> like squishy noises the TV does. It's just, yeah, a disaster. Um, We cut over to the Woolies who have these big frowns on their faces as they so often have when we've seen them on the show. Mm-hmm. They have a TV at their own colony, which actually looks like kind of like a nice flat screen. Mm-hmm. So they're doing well for themselves. Theirs is the one that's standing in like a big pagoda, right? Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. They might have swiped that from the critcholites <laughs> yeah, on their they, way they out. kept it. It's powered by an orb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was so many weeks ago, Brendan. That was, yeah. Wow. But we'll never forget him. Um, here we go. Some little white monkeys hop between tall trees and climb up to a tree house. I'm so happy to see these monkeys once again. Mm-hmm. And the camera pans over to the monkey man from Jack Learns to Jump Good. He is still alive and basically the exact same, but his hair is white now. Yep. Uh, I think this is the funniest one to to see them all huddled around a TV. Yeah. In the middle of a rainforest. They're, up in, their, they're up in their treehouse in the rainforest with a giant HD flat screen TV. <laughs> yeah. It seems weird that they would even have one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, monkeys got to watch their shows. <laughs> their stories. Yeah. Every, you know, there's programming for everybody out there. Um, the... Archers, the non, the blind archers who are no longer blind. We had this problem the last time they came up. We're not really sure what to call them. The yeah, archers. The the archers formerly known as, as the, blind the blind archers. archers. They are gathered around a screen in that same city that we saw them in earlier this season. And Brendan, here you go. This one is just for you. A pack of identical blue dogs wearing archaeologist hats, walk into a small house that is set uh, against a old abandoned city with tall skyscrapers. Um, It's very good because the house that they enter has a regular door on it, but all the dogs go through the doggy door that's in the door. I love it. It's a good bit. They're just doing what they know. Um, The dogs start chirping, Grandpa, Grandpa. And sure enough, Sir Colin Bartholomew Montgomery Rothschild III is sitting in a little doggy bed watching a TV. And he's got a, a mustache. Did he always have a mustache? He did not always have I a didn't mustache. Think so. This is a new thing for him. I like it. It's a good look for him. Yeah, he's he's looking wizened. Um, it's it's a little strange, the mustache, because um they moved his mouth because of the mustache. His mouth used to be like at the bottom of his face, like under his nose where mm-hmm. a mouth would be. But he's always had a long nose. But now that's got a mustache at the end of it, it it parts the mustache parts when he speaks to reveal his mouth that is at the end of his long nose. So they yeah. literally moved his mouth just for the bit. I do think it's a much funnier design. I think so. Yeah, I like it. Um, did the did the, the young puppies like have the mouths like he did or did they also have the mouths at the end of their snout? They just had regular mouths like he used to have. OK, interesting choice. 
I thought so as well. <laughs> I don't mind it. I think it's I like the mustache enough to let it go. It's a good redesign. Yeah, worthy. Um, when I saw the monkeys earlier in the forest, I thought, well, this has got to be a new generation of monkeys. This can't be the same monkeys that were alive 50 years ago. I don't think monkeys lived that long. Mm-mm. And then we see the dogs. <laughs> but then we see Rothy and he's still alive. <laughs> So those might be the same monkeys. And we were to assume that he was an adult when they met first. And he's a dog. Yeah, and he's a dog. He should have been dead probably right after he met Jack. Shortly after, yeah. <laughs> that was the end of it. Got hit by a car or something where he got <laughs> licked by that giant machine. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, Rothy's still kicking. Good for him. We're happy to see him. Um. A big boxy robot zips through some streets in a futuristic city, and it joins a crowd of other robots watching a TV, including the Einstein robot mm-hmm. that we are looking at the robots from Robo Samurai versus Mondo Bot. Yep, we are. I actually didn't realize that's which robots they were. I was like looking at them like, mm, I don't know actually who these people are. They're definitely familiar. I've seen them. Yeah. Well, uh, but it wasn't until much later that I was like, ah, OK. Yes, <laughs> that's who these people are. Um, yeah, I, I recognized the Einstein bot design, but I was just so bewildered that like, oh, let's go through all of these wonderful fan servicey things. See all of our favorite classic characters from Samurai Jack history, which of course everyone knows that includes the robots from Robo Samurai versus Mondo bot. Yep. Sure does. Can't, you couldn't leave them out. No. I mean, people would have wrote in saying what, but what happened to them? What is the fate of the robots from <laughs> the robot city and Robo Samurai versus Mondo bot? I can't wait for this reintroduction montage to get to the annoying creature. You know what? Now I am going to write in with complaints. (laughs) They didn't bring back everyone they should have. No, I don't see the annoying creature and I'm kind of pissed about it. If Rothy is able to still be alive after all of these years, then the annoying creature. I mean, I'm not sure the lifespan of whatever kind of creature that is, but it's got to be at least as much as a fucking dog. Yeah. And I mean, the annoying creature... Would have been a fun uh, addition for the fight, too. Yes. We know that it's capable of so much more than it seems. Turning into like a big demon monster. It's great. Well, it wasn't meant to be. There are still a few more reveals to happen. But, uh, you know, if you've got a finale of a show, there's no other, no better way to start it off than just like, let's bust out as much fan service as we Mm. can possibly do. I wasn't actually expecting it either. I knew that like characters would show up. Uh, like they have to have the big battle where everyone comes to help Jack. Like, uh, but I wasn't expecting them to do as many um, or to devote the entire beginning of the episode to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was really, really thrilled about it. They really, yeah, crammed a lot of them in there right off the bat, too. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to wait and go. Oh, they're here. Yeah, we already know. Um, But yes. Everyone is watching on on the TVs and it cuts back to the Scotsman and his daughters and the television program finally begins. Brendan, this is so cool. I love this. Oh, yeah, this was I again didn't expect it. uh, But as soon as it started, I was like, fuck, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. They had to do this. This fucking rules. I love it. Aku is addressing the world. 
and he's telling a story. And it's a story that you might have heard before. Get on with it, you blasted bag of bloated... Dad, we can't hear! He's on. Oh, sorry. Long ago in a distant land, I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable evil. But a foolish samurai warrior wielding a magic sword stepped forth to oppose me. He is literally showing us, he's showing the entire world, the original Samurai Jack intro, complete with the narration from Mako, the same music, Mm -hmm. the same everything. It is just, they literally took that intro and have stuck it on the TVs of the people living in this world. I Fucking genius idea. It kind of reframes the whole show for me in a way. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking wild. Oh, it also kind of makes up for the fact that they didn't use that intro for this season. Right. Uh, now it I almost think makes sense. It makes sense, and I am more okay with it now, because it wouldn't have been as fun to do this scene if we had been seeing that still every week. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. No, but now it's been so long since we have seen it, and it's such an iconic thing that, you know, rolled before every other single episode of this show And, like, people online know, like, all the words to it because Mako's delivery of, like, every line is so perfect. Um, It's, like, one of the most iconic things about Samurai Jack is this intro. And now to have it be, yes, a canonical part of the universe of Samurai Jack itself is, like, the it is such a radical thing. I, I had the same reaction when I watched this episode for this first time back in the day, I was just in complete shock that they were doing this. Yeah. Fucking the Mad Men. It paid off so well, <laughs> though. It's such a good idea. Yeah, it's cool. It's, I think, one of the coolest things they've ever done on the show. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so far, we're only a few minutes into the episode and already it's doing everything that I would hope that like a finale for a show like this would do. It's like the the music's been really cool. The pacing's been really cool. They're really doing a lot to build up the tension of like what's going to happen on the TV. Uh, is Jack dead? We don't know. Last we saw him, he was on his knees getting captured. Uh, and now we've got the old intro playing. It's ah oh, doing doing great work. Yeah, the the blood is pumping. Seeing all this stuff, you're like mm. fuck yes. They're nailing it on every aspect, including. The pacing, you're right to this point. It's really good. Will it stay that way? Mm, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> to this point, I'm I'm having a great time. Um, yes, we're watching that original intro. The only part of it that has changed a little bit is the very, very end. Um, it's a new, longer animation of Jack struggling in the time portal. Um, in the original intro, that time portal spits him out into like the weird alien bar with Cole Lampkin and all of his friends from yep. episode two. Um, and that's when the theme song starts, but they don't want to do that here in this in-universe retelling of that story. Um, although Aku does still say, as we're watching Jack spin through that portal, he does still say, now the fool seeks to return to the past and undo the future that is Aku. And this is where things change, Brendan. 
Aku's face soars into the frame and he just says, not. I <laughs> got him. In a classic Borat reference. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, It is funny to, yeah, have them like, expand on that or like have someone comment on, have Aku literally comment on the thing that he said 52 times yeah. earlier on in the show. Uh, but it is also a little bit jarring, as it will always be, jarring to go from Mako to Greg Baldwin yeah. in a matter of seconds. Yeah, when you when you really put them back to back like that, it's noticeable. The best thing you can say about Greg Baldwin is that we've like gotten used to it, so it's not noticeable anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you are comparing the two, you go, oh, oh boy, I forgot what we had. Yeah, I almost wonder, I'm glad they didn't, but I almost wonder if it would have been better if they had him do the old intro for that. Mm. I'm very glad they didn't. I love that they just wholesale lifted the intro. Yes, Um, that would have felt like a sin. Yeah, yeah. But it might have made it a little less jarring when he does pop in and start talking again. That's true. Um, It might have ruined the moment a little bit, though. So yeah, just... Definitely agree. It's a good thing they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what did do that? Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, no. Uh, the voice actor who played the bad guy, uh, Leonard Nimoy, played the bad guy, and he passed away before the DLC came out. The DLC rehashes the end of the game. I won't get too much into it. But they recast him as Christopher Lloyd. Uh, okay. And so they had him playing the bad guy now. Completely distinct voice from Leonard Nimoy. Didn't even try to do it. Uh, and they did have him re-record like the finale, like bad guy gloating speech. Uh, and it was weird. That's yeah, that can be. I can imagine that was highly unsettling mm-hmm. to hear anyone else <laughs> yeah, doing something that is probably iconic to that franchise to the people who give a shit about it. <laughs> yeah. And, it's like and some it's, sort of imposter trying to do it. It's not like there was a lot of time between it. And if you played the game and then played the DLC, there would have been like an hour between it. So you right. would have seen the speech and then seen the speech again by somebody else coming out of the same face. Up. It's That's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I just played the uh, I, I there's a Disneyland Adventures game where you can run around the Disneyland yep. park yep. and there's characters, Disney characters hanging out in the park. And one of them is Woody. And I always think it's funny that Tom Hanks's brother voices Tom Hanks in every Everything. property that is below Tom Hanks, but he sounds exactly like Tom Hanks, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah, he's he does it in Kingdom Hearts too. I'm sure that he does. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. It's it's a budget Tom Hanks, and uh he sounds exactly like him. It's great. And they get the guy who plays Homer, he's in there too, to be Robin Williams. Dan Castlaneta? Yeah, yep. He, he plays the genie. Mm. How's that? It's fine. I actually didn't realize it, it was like somebody else. It's clearly not uh, Robin Williams when you're listening to it, but right. it's close enough that it wasn't like, oh, this is weird. Who the fuck did they get? Should they get, should they have gotten Will Smith in there instead? Um, No, probably not. This was before that. For the next one, Kingdom Hearts 4 will have <laughs> all the live action Disney movies in it. He'll walk up and just slap Donald Duck across the face. <laughs> I hope Bad so. Bad move. Donald Duck, <laughs> most powerful, powerful, powerful sorcerer in the world. <laughs> yep. This is Good true. Luck, buddy. Uh, Brendan, let's talk about Samurai Jack. Let's get back um, to it. Yes. Aku announces to the world that he's caught 
Samurai Jack, and he moves out of the frame, and Jack is strung up on a fiery wall. His shirt is all his shirt is ripped off and his hair is all undone. And he's looking old too. He's got some deep lines on his face. Start, yeah, starting to show his age. I was wondering if they were gonna like bring that up and talk about how like somehow that had been reversed. This the uh events recent events in his life are definitely, I think, grading on him mm-hmm. a little bit. Um but his head is hung in shame as he's hanging up on this wall and the demonic version of Achi that was formed last week, she's still in that same version and she's guarding him. And Jack's sword is on a pedestal on the other side of the room. And we see this image of Jack, and then we see the reaction of all of Jack's allies seeing him on the TV. We go through each of them one by one just to hear them go like, Jack, or oh, or no. (laughs) The blind archers just make angry faces. They just look upset. The monkey man says friend, which Mm -hmm. I like. Yeah, that was kind of heartbreaking. It's cute, but also sad. Uh, the Triceroquins have a kind of a new accent that is less beetly, but still yep. British. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with that. But all they say is Jack. Right. Just sounded a little off for the characters that we know and love so mm. much. You want to <laughs> talk about retcons. They totally changed these guys. Yeah. Th- now this I'm pissed about. I'm really pissed about it. And it takes me out of the whole rest of this. <laughs> I'm going to go on Twitter. Uh, you auto. It's time to do that. <laughs> um, Aku's got a message for the haters out there. He says, your hero is dead. Your hope is dead. I am the one true master. Let this be a lesson to all. Brendan, Aku is back on top of the world and he is loving it. Oh, yeah. Happy for him. You know, <laughs> we, we like to see Aku, you know, Walking the walk and talking the talk. Yeah. As much as we want Jack to be the one who wins here, the best Aku is like a confident Aku. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good to see him getting a couple a couple W's, even if he's going to rack up the L later yeah. on. <laughs> uh, it's time to execute Samurai Jack. So let's do it. The whole <laughs> world is watching on TV. Aku shapeshifts his hands into some daggers, but he looks at them and something just isn't right with that. And he tries making a sword out of his hands, and that just that's not going to work either. No, it's no good. I know that doesn't feel right. I don't like that. Bad. So far off to a bad start. Mm. Well, is it better, closer, or warmer when you uh, form like a staff uh, out of Aku's yeah, it's body? Better. Hmm. He tries a couple things, but nothing seems to stick. And he admits, you know, after all this time, I'm not really sure how. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So we know that this is what Aku is going to do to blow his opportunity instead of monologuing like a regular villain would do. <laughs> yeah, which is great. It's so fitting. It's so perfect. Yeah, for Aku, the showman. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's funny. This is the window of opportunity that Jack is going to need is Aku struggling to figure out exactly how he's going to kill him. And he does take advantage of this opportunity and speaks to the cold, emotionless, demonic Ashi. And he says to her, I know you're still in there. And 
begs her to fight against this force taking control of her body. All the while, we can hear the sound of Aku's shape-shifting, trying out different weapons in the background. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> he just goes through, yeah, every single bladed weapon that exists, and none of them will do. Um, the camera zooms in on the blank, expressionless face of Ashi, but it quickly cuts inside to a sea of black goo where Ashi, regular Ashi, she is struggling to keep her head above this darkness that's surrounding her. And so, you know, Jack is begging her to fight and she is in there and she is definitely fighting. Oh, yeah, she's trying. It's not going so well for her, though. This is another like really cool imagery or moment of imagery in the episode. Yeah, she's like separating like it's an all black screen and she's like pulling it apart just trying to like keep her head out of the darkness as much as she possibly can it yeah definitely a cool look um <laughs> aku still can't decide what he wants to do but he gets a very brilliant idea and he looks to ashi and commands his daughter to kill the samurai and jack desperately begs her not to do it but her head spins around exorcist style. Yeah, it does. She's very freaky. She does like a weird gangly walk towards Jack too. Yep. She's looking more like a Dark Souls boss in this episode than she did even in the last one. And she was already most of the way there. Yep. Now she's really leaning into it. Um, yeah, she walks up to Jack and her arm turns into like a giant needle that she points straight into his face. And he pleads with her, again, to fight against this, don't do this, Ashi, but she draws back her arm, ready to strike. Could this be the end of Samurai Jack? Could be. Is that it? Is that how he dies? And that is the end of the episode. That's <laughs> not true. Before she can attack, there's a loud rumbling noise, followed up by an explosion, and Jack is knocked free by this explosion, and Aku rises up to see the entire top of his house has been blown away. And here comes the cavalry boys. They're doing exactly what they set up four weeks ago. Yep. Everyone's here to save Jack. He's going to need a little help from his friends this time around. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, they're all here. The ravers are here. They're riding on the backs of those stupid giant pigeons that we saw a few weeks ago that we loved <laughs> love so much. I'm so, I was so excited to see them. The <laughs> ultimate team up. We love like, it. Of all the characters coming back, I truly did not expect to see those pigeons again. And now, yeah, there's a whole legion. <laughs> An army of them. Of them. <laughs> carrying these neon freaks on their backs who are firing <laughs> laser guns, which I'm not even sure where they got those. They've had them the whole time. Those are uh, rave lasers. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody knows. Rave lasers. Have you ever uh, been to a rave and shot a laser? Yeah. Just last weekend. Okay. <laughs> well, asked and answered. <laughs> uh, Rothy and the other dogs are flying in some of the machinery, much like we saw back in episode three of Samurai Jack. Unfortunately, none of them have big tongues, though. Don't have big, rough tongues. That might have helped sort of even the playing field. What if that's how they got into the tower? They just, into the tower. They, they just licked, licked it, it away. apart. <laughs> yeah. 
that would have been just as effective as whatever other way they did. You know, we're not even really sure what the explosion was nope. caused by. Just blew up, <laughs> which is fine, I guess. It's fine. We don't need to know. We got to get moving here. Uh, the Triceraquins ride in on the backs of those fish, which apparently can fly in the air. They fly now. <laughs> they fly now for sure. The Triceraquins are also wearing helmets that are full of water. But if we remember at the end of Jack Under Dust Sea, they revealed that they used to live on the surface of the ocean, yep. uh, but were banished to the bottom of the ocean, and they can breathe air just fine. Yep, there's so. no air inside their city. Or, I'm sorry, there's no water inside their city. It's dry in the buildings. Because we, Right? Because Jack is walking around in there. He doesn't have some sort of breather on, does he? It is dry in the buildings. There is also a scene later on, though, where Jack is like in that orb prison that they trick him into thinking is a time traveling thing. And I'm pretty sure they're all like underwater, like in they are, water. Yeah. So they've, they are amphibious creatures. Not sure why they need the tanks of waters. And I'm also not sure why they're living at the bottom of the sea again, when we know that they longed to live on the surface of the ocean. Oh yeah. And didn't the city break free from the bottom of the ocean and float up? It did. It oh. ended in like a happy note of them being back to where they belong. But now for some reason, they've taken it upon themselves to move those orbs back to the ocean floor. They decided the sun was too bright up there. <laughs> you know, it was a you know what? We like it down here. Yeah, we thought we wanted to go, but it's kind of nice. Uh, they took me away from my octopus's garden in the shade. <laughs> there you go. That's about all I got. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all you I need. I thought I saw a yellow submarine. You know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Aku's getting annoyed with these attacks, but a rain of arrows fills his eyeballs, and the archers are here. They're actually riding on the backs of Woolies. Yeah, they are. The Woolies got to do something. This is pretty much all they're good for. It's another thing, though, that is kind of taking back the Woolies character kind of reversing a trend that they had because we learned that they had not walked on all fours previously but were forced to do that by the critchalites and then yep. when they broke their collars they were standing on two legs but now they're choosing to ride have people ride on them again you know what i don't know <clears throat> they, well, they got to do it for jack this they're is willing to make jack. that sacrifice yeah jack has sacrificed so much and he's still not done sacrificing so it's the least the woolies can do um the best part of all of this, the monkey man and some monkeys leap up and smack Aku's eyeballs with some staffs. And Aku says, ah, oh, flying monkeys. Mm -hmm. The monkey man says, no, jump good. Hell yeah, there it is. Fuck yes. Bring it back, baby. Love Fan it. service to the extreme. We love to see it. Um, Aku gets blasted by some rockets. And it turns out the 300 Spartans are also here. Yeah, I, I kind of liked the bit where he gets blasted by the rockets because he goes, so now who is it? <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking guys has this guy met Jesus in his life? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> There's a lot of freaks in this world. I guess I didn't really explore it over the last 3,000 years. Ah, uh, yeah, the Spartans are here. They've got a new king that's got the exact same voice as the old king. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do think it's cool that they're here. We, Brendan, that was our number one episode of whatever season that was. It would have been season two, I guess. Yeah. 
I'm glad to see them again. Yeah, me too. And this time, I think they actually say that they're the 300. Yes. Which I don't believe they actually said at any point in the previous episode with them. Now we're just being explicit. With yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't recall. But yeah, they say like the 300 fight for the one or yep, some shit that was definitely an actual line from 300. Mm-hmm. Um. Jack smiles as he sees that his friends have come to save him, but uh, then he turns his attention to his sword, which is sitting unprotected, and he runs to it, but Ashi appears before him and forms a big fiery wall, which is kind of a badass image. Yeah, like stretches out in like a big arms and legs spread out wide with fire kind of like netted between them. Yeah, just wreathed in flame. It's very cool. Uh, And she starts slamming her big pincer arms down at Jack as he runs away. Um, Aku is laughing now at these pretty useless attacks from all of Jack's allies. We know that this isn't really doing anything but distracting him. Mm -hmm. That's really all he needs, though. Um, Aku calls all of these people insects and says insects get squashed. And he slams his hand down on a large portion of the archers and the woolies, killing all of them. Brendan, we're losing them already. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's just getting started. When he lifts up his hand, the uh, remains of those allies are no longer there. But instead, there is a army of Aku soldiers holding spears and wearing big, dumb Aku smiles on their big, dumb Aku faces. <laughs> yeah, they are like the... Uh like what happened in the uh, Birth of Evil when he filled all the, the suits of armor with the little clones. It's pretty much the exact same thing. We're just looking at scores. We're looking at rows and rows of Akus. <laughs> um, it cuts to commercial and cuts back, and that Aku army and the archers and woolies are really going at it. And some of those Aku soldiers leap up into the air and attack the Triceraquins and the Ravers. And... Uh, the Akus start turning into bats, which are swarming through the air. Scary they, stuff. They almost look like mantas as well. Yeah, kind of. They still have like an Aku head on mm. them too. Like that doesn't change at all. So it looks very silly. I like them. <laughs> it's very good. Um, it briefly cuts back inside and Jack is still running from Ashi as she surges around the room in like a big blob form. Yeah. Every time he turns around, she like blobs in front of him and then reforms. She really takes after her father. Oh, yeah. I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> then she starts smoking. <laughs> that kills, you know. I've heard that. Um, it, cuts, it cuts back outside. And the Spartans have their shields pressed up against the Aku army. And the king shouts, hold the line. What a military man. <laughs> That's how you know. Next thing you know, he's going to tell them to go around the left flank. Ramirez. <laughs> uh, even Rothy and the dogs are starting to get overwhelmed by the Aku enemies. It seems like there's just simply too much of them. And the end of this distraction may be coming soon. Mm-hmm. But fear not, Brendan. More help is on the way. A noise rings out. It's not really a bagpipe noise. It's like a weird synthesizer siren. Kind of sounds like a siren. Yeah. It bothered me a little bit and I was afraid there would be no bagpipe music. But sure enough, 
Here comes the Scotsman's blue spectral form soaring through the sky, blowing those bagpipes, which do let out a classic bagpipe tune. Yes. Yeah, luckily. You couldn't take that away from him. And uh, he's flying through the sky and creating like a chemtrail highway behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a solid uh, path that can be walked on. The Scotsman's daughters are riding their trusty stags upon. Well, yeah, the ghost of the Scotsman flies by just ripping the bagpipe music and <laughs> his daughters are screaming. This is like so fucking metal. What it's we're seeing very right cool. Now. <laughs> and they start to even the playing field. They're plowing through the Aku army and spearing them with the stags like mighty horns. Yeah, they're just goring them. They're taking the fight to him. Flora's leading the charge. She's got her father's broken blade held high above her head. Yep. Rules. Um, Jack is still running away from the Oshi blob, but the Scotsman bellows out a mighty note and a sonic wave of energy blows Oshi away as the Scotsman's daughters ride into Aku's house and they are followed by the Scotsman himself who sees Jack and swoops in to give him a big hug, but phases right through him. He is a ghost after all. Yeah, he keeps forgetting, though. Ah, uh, nuts. I can't do this anymore. One of my greatest <laughs> pleasures in life. Jack and the Scotsman are reunited at long last. Yeah, and it feels so good. You, you're dead? Aye, just a wee bit. Then how? Celtic magic. Oi. You gotta meet me bony daughters. There's Flora, Maeve, Isla, Radana, Martina, Alana, Ova. I did not write down all of the names of the Scotsman's daughters. I know it feels like a betrayal of my duties as one of the co-hosts of this show to not write down all of the daughters' names. Um, but one of them is Freya, which I wrote down because that's my cat's name. Oh, that's a, a Norse god or goddess. Sure is. Yeah. But I think after like 30 names, they're like, okay, we really got to figure something else out here because he's yeah. still got some to ramble off. Uh, while he's naming them, it shows them all. They all like cut in in little panels and you get like you get to see their faces and like some of them got curly hair. Some of them got like longer hair. Uh, one of them is just doing like the eyebrow thing, like wiggling her eyebrows at the camera. That's awesome. Uh, it's and like it, they know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's in the bottom left portion of the screen about halfway through, and just stays in frame for the rest of the naming, just wiggling nice. her eyebrows really fast. It's like the most intense version of the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Oh, man, they're great. Yes. He introduces all of them and then tells Jack to take his pick. <laughs> it's a good father and a good friend. <laughs> Trying to set them up. Uh, Jack respectfully declines, which, of course, enrages the Scotsman. He hates people who think that they are better than him. Yeah. <laughs> Historically, that is the thing that he hates more than anything. Oh, yeah. Which is fair. <laughs> and also fishmen, but not the Triceraquins. No, Different fishmen. They're cool. They're buds. Um, Jack explains, you know, I actually already met someone, which the Scotsman is a big softie for. He's like, oh, who is it? Jack points over at Oshi, who's turned into like a gigantic <laughs> towering form with tentacles, like wiping out all of his daughters. And says, I don't think I don't think this is she's your type, Jack. 
fantastic bit. <laughs> is the bit really good? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it also took 48 seconds. I counted or looked at the timestamps. It took 48 seconds of a 22 minute finale of Samurai Jack. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> It was worth it. It was very funny, but we have really got to get moving here with some of the things that need to be done. We got a lot to do still, yeah. But we always make time for the Scotsman's bits. <laughs> um, Brendan, let's bring out another fan favorite classic character and one of the all-time greats, according to the two hosts of this show. The giant stone foot of the Robo Samurai mm. breaks through the wall of Aku's house. We love him. So much. Uh, when this happened, I audibly said, oh, they're really fucking doing it. <laughs> oh, we're bringing this one back, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. But also, I was really confused uh, until they show the reveal of, of who's piloting it. I was like, is it just walking around on its own? Like, it just decided Jack needed help and came on over. This was another change that they made, you know, is this is. We know this is not how this worked before because mm. the Einstein bot in, is like piloting this thing inside of yeah, a very technological cockpit, yep. which is not yeah not how that worked previously. But I would say this change, along with some of the other changes we've seen, like these changes are all for the better, I yeah. think. Yeah. Hey, we don't need someone to swim underwater and then become one with the robo samurai. <laughs> I think there's like a throwaway line about how they modified it. Isn't there? They say something about how like we've repurposed it. Oh, possibly that would make more sense. I think they say something. Maybe it's not enough to really explain why it would be such a big difference, but I think they kind of try to like hand wave it away. Okay. In any case, um, yes, they, Bring in the Robo Samurai and the writers of Samurai Jack kind of poke fun at themselves as Aku rolls his eyes and he says, a giant stone samurai? Really? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, but then he gets really pummeled good. in the face. Yeah, so. it just starts wailing on him. <laughs> Fists of fury straight to the face. It's great. Um. Jack is distracted watching this as the black blob of Ashi slides in and swallows him up. I thought this was another very funny shot because it's like Jack and the Scotsman standing next to each other looking up at the thing. Uh, and it, they're kind of like far back in the frame, so they're kind of small. And the black blob just like quickly goes across the screen and takes Jack with it. It like glomps onto him and then keeps moving. And it's, it's like kind a blink of like if you blink and you'll miss it kind of. Yeah, thing. and it's kind of like. The way that it's framed in the, the pacing of the, the actual shot kind of makes it feel like a joke. Right. Like it's just like, gotcha. And then it keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it accidentally slammed into him. And then Jack <laughs> picks up his head and he's got little like cuckoo birds flying around his head. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a silly bit, but he's been gotten. He's been grabbed by the ghoulie and uh, finds himself constricted inside of this same black void. Uh, that we saw Ashi in just a few moments ago, and he's fighting against it himself, but he can hear Ashi inside of here calling out to him. And he looks through the darkness and sees her struggling, and he starts to move toward her. Um, from here, it cuts back to the robo-samurai still pummeling Aku in the face. Mm -hmm. 
but also pins Aku up against a wall and then tears his fucking horns off. It certainly does, yeah. Which I didn't know was possible for Aku's horns. Yeah, uh, from something that's not Jack's sword. This is a big issue with this entire scene is that we know that everything that everyone is doing is doing nothing Mm -hmm. to Aku really physically, but it is distracting him, which is the most important thing because Jack is the only one who's going to get this done. So if he's not paying attention to Jack, then then that helps. Yeah, I suppose. And I mean, to be fair for like the robot punching him in the face thing, that was kind of set up in the episode where they fist fight in like that old temple. Right. Uh, Jack versus Aku. I remember what it was called. Uh, that sounds right. Jack uh, yeah. Versus Aku. Uh, so he, he can be hurt, but it, it wouldn't like kill him. It's not like life threatening, but it, he can he can feel when he's getting punched in the face and he doesn't <laughs> enjoy it. He could feel the physical pain, but even more, he could feel just the sheer embarrassment. The humiliation. Yeah. And he looks like a fool. His horns are torn off and thrown to the side. But Aku's had enough of all this bullshit. And he shouts and all of those Aku soldiers return to him. And he starts to grow even larger. And he turns into a tall black column that shoots high up into the sky and a giant black cloud forms above it. And from this black cloud, these large spikes start to grow and then start to fall, pummeling the ground like rain, but also like wreaking havoc on everybody. It's really cool. Uh, I was kind of hoping for a second when he was forming the cloud that we were going to get um, something kind of closer to the, the the black mass from... Uh, the birth of evil, like when we first mm. saw it flying around in space, I was hoping he was like reverting to his like primordial form. That would be cool. Like it pushed him past, like back into like some sort of animalistic thing. Like yeah. no longer does he have control of everything. It's like, yeah, the, the whatever instincts inside of him pushing him back to that form, that would have been really cool. Yeah, That's it's just true. like these tentacles coming down, just slamming on everything. That would have been. Pretty cool, but what we're given here with this big cloud with raining spikes is also very cool. Still very cool, yeah. Still very cool, still very metal. This whole thing is fucking metal as hell. It's very good. Yeah, really good. I'm loving it. (laughs) The spikes dig into the robo samurai's body and crush all of the robots in the cockpit, Uh, including the Einstein bot, R.I.P. Einstein bot. Yep, they're fucking dead. They're gone. Fan favorite characters uh, gone too soon. Uh, Most of the Triceroquins crash. They get hit while in the sky and and they plummet. Rothy's ship also starts to plummet, and he just kind of says, oh, dear, and then it cuts away from him. R.I.P. Rothy? I think so, yeah. I think everyone died in that scene. Pretty much, except like the 300. Right. They, I think, hold their shields above them, Um, as do the Scotsman's daughters. Um, Flora yells to her father to help, and the Scotsman says, no one harms me, bonnie girls. Mm -hmm. And the final line of the Scotsman on Samurai Jack, he says, fear the call of the Phantom Pipes. Of Lagavulin, and he wails on his bagpipes harder than he ever has before and creates a large bubble force field that blows away the spikes 
as he floats up into the sky to take the fight straight to them. And yes, that is the end of the Scotsman's run on mm-hmm. Samurai Jack. What a what a send off. It's so much better than him just dying in that that scene uh, from earlier in the season. That was the most appropriate way for him to die mm-hmm. for sure. But then to bring him back and yeah, let him have the heroic moment as an unkillable ghost. <laughs> It rules. I'm happy for the Scotsman. His final season arc was funny when it came up, but it only came up in two episodes, which is, you know, a little bit of a disappointment for sure. Yeah. Um, But it was full of all of that great Celtic magic mystery that we will (laughs) forever ponder. Uh, We salute the Scotsman on the Gotta Recap podcast. Uh, We cut back to Jack. Still in that black space, he's just pulling folds of blackness out of his way as he moves closer and closer to Ashi. She is starting to feel weak, and she can't hold on any longer. But Jack pleads with her and gets big anime eyes as it focuses in right on his face. (laughs) And he says, uwu. He's basically become uwu. Jack is become (laughs) uwu. Ashi. Ashi. Yes, I'm with you, but you must fight, Ashi. Fight it! I can't. I... Ashi, you must! And he starts to stammer as it's getting worse and worse, and the blackness is almost now completely covering her face. It's moving down past her eyes, over her nose, towards her mouth, and she's almost completely gone, and Jack is running out of things to say. He's not sure what he can do to make this stop, and he yells out to her, Ashi! Ashi! Jack! And then in a blinding flash of light, Ashi pops out of the <laughs> the blackness, uh, glowing like a sailor scout. That's and right. says, that's all I ever wanted to hear. <laughs> the answer was love the whole time. It was love <laughs> the whole time was the answer to all of Jack's issues. Honestly, <laughs> that's not even really a lie. No. <laughs> the real time um, portal was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> It's not about the journey back to your own time. It's, or it's not about the destination. You know what? I fucked that up. It doesn't matter. It was love. It was love. It was always love. Love is all you need. Just ask the Triceraquins. Jack gets expelled from this black space and skids across the floor of Aku's house. And Demon Ashi leaps to him and wraps her hands around his neck. She squeezes him and Jack's life starts to slowly drain away and it seems like this might be it. But just before it's all over, her hands pull away and Jack's, Jack looks up at Ashi and the Aku horns on her head fade away and that blackness covering her face also fades away. And now we see Ashi again and she smiles at Jack And Jack, lying down on the ground, smiles up at her in what I'm sure is another classic Brendan Samurai Jack's face screen grab. It is, yeah. You know it. I sent it to my friends. I said, when the edible kicks in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jack is definitely tripping balls. I think when he was getting choked out, he was getting into like some kind of auto-erotic asphyxiation situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now he's coming down off of that. I, I actually took the screenshot from last week of him making the stupid face when he's eating. And I said, I put the quote, these edibles ain't shit. And then I took this <laughs> screenshot and said two hours later, these edibles is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of good Jack faces this week and last week. We really have been spoiled with them. <laughs> um, yes. Love is what broke Ashi out of this spell that Aku had over her, and now she's back and back in control of her body, which is covered in blackness except for her face. Yep, she's kind of back in her early season outfit. That's, right. That's exactly right. Um, this is kind of a weird back and forth that she has. Uh, Aku enters the scene and asks her, is he dead? And she says, no. And he never will be. <laughs> you can't promise that. Which is, yeah, I mean, eventually, probably, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't understand mortality. <laughs> He'll never die. He's invincible. I mean, where he is now, he can't die of old age, but there mm -hmm. are other ways. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's not even the last weird line in this exchange. She says, how dare you talk back to your father? And Ashi says, you're not my father. I mean, he he kind of is. He is. I mean, but he, he is. Yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> I don't know. You know, biological, but he wasn't really there for her. <laughs> doesn't speak for her. Her real family is the one she chose. That's right. The It wasn't the destination. It was the journey. I got to write that time. <laughs> didn't work that time, but I felt like I wanted to say it the right way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The journey is the destination. It's all the same. Um, <laughs> Aku gets frustrated and swings a big pointy hand down at her, but she forms her own hand into a sharp point and blocks this attack. Mm -hmm. Important for what yes. happens next. Remember this. A big red arrow comes on screen. Aku will remember that. <laughs> He's stunned. And swings both of his hands like scythes down at her, but she blocks them with her own hands. And then he blasts at her with laser eyes, and she doesn't hesitate to blast her own laser eyes right back at him. Fuck yeah. So, Ashi, now in control of her body, but still has these powers that it seems like she's been granted through the magical essence of Aku. Mm-hmm. Which is important, Brendan. Yes. Here we are, the moment you have been waiting for, for 16 years. Brendan, the moment you've been waiting for, for 21 years. Yep. This is how it happens. Jack says to Ashi, Ashi, you have Aku's powers. And Ashi says, oh, I do. <laughs> what could that include? Let's find out. She grabs Jack's sword off the wall where it is, and Aku's eyes go wide as he watches Ashi let out a terrible screeching noise, and glowing rings fly out from her mouth, and they hover above Jack and Ashi for a moment. Before Aku can slam his hand down on them, the rings envelop them in a bright light. They sink into the floor, and with a ping... They are gone. Yeah, fuck yeah. I didn't ever imagine that this was what it was going to take, but 
it kind of makes sense. No, it's a really good way to do it. I liked it a lot. If this is the way they're going to do it, I'm definitely yeah, not disappointed. Um, Aku, in this moment, stares dead ass into the camera and realizes that his fate has just been sealed. <laughs> yeah, he does. What does he say? Does he say like, uh-oh or something? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's it for me. Jack and Ashi are flying through a twisting black and white swirling vortex. In case you had any doubt that this is really happening, some RPG victory music starts chiming in in the background. It does. (laughs) The triumphant fanfare. Jack closes his eyes and smiles. And Brendan, make no mistake, Samurai Jack is going Home. Fuck yeah. It's actually happening. It seemed there was no possible way with all the time portals gone. The one that was promised to us in Jack and the Traveling Creatures is also gone. Mm -hmm. So any kind of possible out that we had thought of had been taken away. But then they introduce it in a really clever way with Ashi and... The mission is being fulfilled. He's going back to his own time. It's really fucking happening. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, actually. I was like, I there was a part of me that didn't think it would happen, like that he'd go back. Uh, Maybe because the comic kind of like painted it in a way where he's like, I don't care about that anymore. Uh, But as he's flying through that portal, you know, I felt something. It it fills you with, yeah, an emotion. It was Beautiful to see him flying in that time tunnel in the correct direction, knowing Mm. that like nothing can reach in and pluck him out or whatever. Um, Yeah, it it stirs something in you to like the there's the thing that Samurai Jack is about and it's finally doing it. Yeah, it's great. It rules. um, And. Yeah, the way that it happened, I think, is good. We've been set up all season that, like, Jack can't be the lone wolf anymore. Like, he needs help from his friends, and, like, everyone is willing to give it to him for everything they've gotten from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out, yeah, even even the solution of returning to his own time, he wasn't able to do himself. He just had to place his trust in, like, the people around him yeah. to be able to do it. So it was... Nice to see them continue playing on that theme, I think. Yeah, I agree. So, Brendan, let's do this thing. Jack, he's fucking gone. He's not in the future anymore. He's going back to Jack's time. Yep. It's a little sad, though. It's like, I don't know. That's also the end of every person and everything that we know from the future. Like, nobody gets a send off for anything, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is a little disappointing. Um but I think it's very fitting for what it is and for like the chaos of the moment. It kind of had to be that way. Right. That's true. And if we want to talk about it, who deserved a send off the Scotsman and nobody else? Yeah, pretty much. I think I think like I said, I think most of them died in the the spike rain. I'm thinking so as well. Yeah, that was like the the big final boss move. Yeah, the uh, the desperation attack, as Mm. you would call it in an RPG. (laughs) It worked, um, but yes, they're they're gone. Jack's whole future life is gone. He's going back to the life he knows and he's strived for for so long. 
And this beautiful scene of Jack and Ashi flying through the time tunnel, holding hands, flying towards the past, it ends very abruptly. Mm-hmm. And this scene also fucking rules. Yeah, very abruptly and in the best way possible. I dumps I us out right where love we want to be. What they did here, yeah. Uh, to describe what happens next, I was going to play that audio from our very first episode, like I talked about earlier. Yeah, but woof, it's fucking rough. We're not. Uh, gonna do that. Oh, that's why you brought that up. I thought you were looking through it for last week's intro. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, bits and pieces of stuff like that. You know, sometimes it's fun to go back and see what we were like. Sometimes yeah. it's really not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, but here we are in what is a one-to-one recreation of the end of Jack's first fight with Aku in episode one of Samurai Jack. Hell yeah. Back to that fateful moment. It's pretty cool. It's literally the exact same events, but it's like new animation and new voiceover too, so they've touched it yep. all up. I did notice though that they they gave him his old design. Like the style looked more like the first episode, even though they they've changed his design somewhat for the modern like season. It, they 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 tried to like replicate that old look for this to make it feel more authentic, I think. That was a smart smart decision, yeah. I would say. Definitely. Yeah, Jack and Aku locked in that moment in the exact same way that we saw it before. We're starting right from the moment where Jack slaps his sword to the ground and Aku spills out of it onto a pillar in his fiery home. Aku tells Jack that, you know, you won this time, but I will defeat you in the future. This classic scene, which listening back to the audio of our first episode of this podcast... We both agreed that this was the most significant moment in the entire history of the Samurai, Samurai Jack television show, and yep. I don't think that has ever changed. Nope. Uh, if anything, it's more true now. <laughs> yes, it's it's been given a lot more meaning and is about to, yes, be even more important. Um, Yes, he will defeat him in the future. Jack says, there is no future for you, Aku. Aku says, I disagree. And he shoots out the beam from his mouth that set off all of the events that you and me have been discussing for nearly two years now. Yep. Jack falls away into this portal towards the future. And Aku gets up and once again delivers the same line that he did back then. He says, you will see me again, but next time you will be not be so fortunate. And as soon as he finishes delivering this line, a spiraling beam of light appears next to him and jo- Jack and Ashi appear before Aku ready to fucking fight. <laughs> yeah. And Aku's line here is classic. He goes back already. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> he can't believe it. This was not the way. That it even was supposed to go, and it's not the way that it had gone. No. Although, if you want to talk about, like, time paradoxes, maybe oh, this we has will. always happened. We're going to. We'll, well we there. must We must talk about time paradoxes we at have a certain to. point. And I've got a lot to say about it. I'm I'm definitely ready for it. Um, yes, they're here to fight. Jack has spent 50 years thinking about how he would redo this moment in his life, and he wastes... No time getting straight to it. <laughs> yeah, he's not fucking around. 
Let's end this thing here and now. Uh, we remember that Aku is in a weakened state after their original fight and hasn't spent thousands of years preparing for his next meeting with the samurai who he doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack lets out a mighty yell and runs in and takes a huge swipe out of Aku's body, which starts to burn away. Aku tumbles down, but collects himself and rises back up to meet Jack. And in slow motion, Samurai Jack leaps into the air and brings his sword down through the middle of Aku's body in a way that he did a lot during that original fight, but I feel like hasn't done in a lot of other fights that they've had throughout our episodes here. But in this one, he's just, yeah, fucking carving through the guy again. Aku is weak and doesn't yep. know him very well. He's just trashing him right now. Yeah, this is a moment that yeah, we really only got then and now we're getting now of yeah, Jack just fucking taking it to Aku. Um, splits him right down the middle, but then it splits him into little miniature versions of Aku, which have big gaping mouths and no legs and they just kind of hop around on their little weird bodies. I kind of like them. They're like little like gremlins just like <laughs> I love them too. They're so goofy and stupid. It's like the most perfect way to not only end Aku but humiliate him in the process. Um yeah, they leap away as best they can, but Jack carves through them, obliterating their black materials as they burn away against his magical sword. Oh yeah, he's not letting this happen. He's fucking no nope. ending it. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> Jack hacks at our black television screen, which also burns away as pieces of Aku are obliterated. Yep. Very cool. Another thing that used to happen on the show, but doesn't really happen a yeah, lot anymore. I, I I really like that. How like we were going back to the first episode and we're doing a lot of things that we haven't done in a while, like styly, stylized, style wise. Chased. Ch- chast? Chast. <laughs> I think it was chased. <laughs> Chased? Chas- chasm. Jack. <laughs> I don't fucking yes. hate that. <laughs> he, uh. He carves through as much Aku as he possibly can. All that is left is one little helpless Aku slug. It's like half of Aku's face just hopping away. (laughs) It's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. It slinks away as best it can. And Jack lets out one final battle cry. He leaps up into the air and in slow motion... He points his sword straight downward as, yes, comic book panels show us Aku's big dumb face and Jack's descent. Again, another stylized choice, stylization, yep. stylize, stylies. Um, they're doing it. He points that sword downward. We get some real good sword porn, just close up shots on that blade. <laughs> yep, yep. Take a good look. This thing is about to do what you've wanted it to do for so long. His blade pierces through the top of Aku's head, and Aku's body shudders and explodes in a brilliant bright light surrounded by these inky black tendrils 
that are waving all over the place, but then quickly are absorbed back into Jack's blade as they have been before. Yep. Two little eyes pop into the blade and blink at us as they've also done before, and it's always a good bit. It's always good, yeah. (laughs) Somehow Jack seems to finally know what needs to be done when he reaches this point in the Aku fight. Um, He doesn't really do anything differently than he's ever done before, though, so I'm not really sure <laughs> well, how or why it worked this last time. Last time he released him from the sword, he, like, tapped it to the ground to release him from it, and he was going to then try to deliver, like, a death blow. This is true, but then also we remember that uh, Jack's father in The Birth of Evil plunged Aku into the ground, creating the tree that would yes, eventually yeah. become Aku again. I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is different. It's, yeah, maybe a little different, but somehow Jack has, I he's probably spent long enough thinking like, oh, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. In any case, he shouts, no more, and stabs his blade into the ground, and the blackness starts to spread out from it and completely envelop the fiery walls of Aku's house. And we cut quickly outside as Jack and Ashi are running away. You almost kind of forget that Ashi's even here. Yeah, she she was not necessary for this final scene. No, Jack, this was a solo mission for Jack. He had to end this on his and terms. And I'm glad that it was. Uh, for sure. For all, for all my worry about them turning it into Samurai Ashi and having her like save the day, they gave her her moment with the time portal. She was pivotal in getting to this point, but I'm glad that they... Let Jack have the the final victory to himself. This fight is his. Yeah, exactly. So it couldn't have been any other way. Um, they run from the tall pillar as a series of explosions ring out. And there's one last huge explosion. And then dust settles. And all that is left behind is a crater. And no <laughs> tall pillar. No black inky substance anywhere. Aku has been defeated. Oh, yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else to see here, folks. <laughs> uh, Brendan, Aku's been defeated. How do we feel? Pretty good. I'm uh, I'm happy with it. That was I like that they went back. I like that it happened immediately after he was sent to the to the future. That's a fun. Right. That's a fun little way to do that. <laughs> good gag. Um, I guess my only complaint, and this is a complaint I've had other people, I've seen other people say about the finale is like, they would have wished that this particular final fight between Jack and Aku would have gone longer, but I mean, it kind of did go longer. It's just most of the fight took place in the future. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Most of the episode was the confrontation against Aku. Almost the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just different phases of it and literally different versions of Aku. Like it's we have to again remember that this past version of him was very weakened from their fight. So there's not really mm. much he would have been able to do, I think. Yeah, he was just freed from the tree not too long before, 20 years before. So he hasn't had that much time to regain his power. He doesn't really know anything about Jack, how he fights. Right. Uh, and as you've said a few times, he was weak from the fight. He he was at the edge of defeat right before he sent Jack to the future. He only managed to escape by his own trickery. Yeah. Not through might. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I could have 
stood for it to go on a little bit longer, but like there's nothing else I feel like about this episode I would necessarily change mm-hmm. to make that happen. The only thing that might have been fun is if he tried to send Jack to the the future again, and then he just Twice. kept popping back in. Just doing like, it they again. They just keep and again doing and again. it. Yeah, every time oh, he pops no. in, he just sends him to the future, and Ashi brings him back again. What a disaster that would be <laughs> if Jack had to keep reliving that same amount of time over and over and over again, but he would have found a different way. Oh, I no, I mean, have. I mean, like he sends Jack and Ashi to the future and they go through the tunnel. And as soon as they pop out in the future, she sends them both back. Oh, that would be good, too. So he just like keeps appearing in different places and slashing Aku and then Aku <laughs> sends him to the future again. And he pops out somewhere else and slashes him again. <laughs> Why won't you stay there? <laughs> what is happening? Who, who keeps helping you out? <laughs> I think that would have been very fun. That would have been. Uh, but also, though. Quick, quick side thing. I think him having to relive the whole thing as a result of being sent to the future again is the plot of the game, isn't it? I don't really know. I'm fairly certain the plot of the game is when he confronts him at the end here, Aku sends him through again. So he has to relive it all. Uh, But he's aware of like all of it. I could be totally wrong. I might be I might have made that up or got bad info. But I think that's what's happening in the game. Okay. Um, well, side note about our side note. Um, definitely, I think you and me are still committed to playing the Samurai Jack game. Oh, certainly. So. Yeah, uh, we will find out for sure and get back to you guys. Now that we have watched every episode of the show, we're feeling comfortable with playing the game. Yep, so that I'm ready. Will be, that will be coming sometime in the future, and we'll see how they did it differently. Mm-hmm. Um feel like I've seen mixed reactions to that on the internet without diving into the spoilers. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of screenshots, though. There's a lot of characters in there I wouldn't expect to have mm-hmm. made it, to have made the cut. Clench, clenches there. Uh, the clenches. Yeah, the clenches. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. it. It doesn't look like it's the best game, but we'll find out and let you guys know. Well, I've always said that the South shall rise again. Uh, yes. <laughs> you do Aku say that a dead. lot. I wish you wouldn't say that so much. <laughs> It's just what's in my heart. Uh, <laughs> yes, Aku is defeated. Jack says, it is done. He's very calm about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You would think someone whose life's mission was to like have this exact thing happen, he would like break down and cry, but he's being very stoic. Yeah, some show some sort of emotion. I think he's, yeah, maybe in some sort of state of shock that this is actually happening. Very possible. Uh, <coughs> breaks out of that shock because Ashi collapses beside him and he runs to her. She says, I felt him leave me. Important again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Jack says, don't worry. He will never hurt anyone again. A giant bell with the symbol of Jack's order is struck by a big log. And from all around the allies that Jack had made in the past mm-hmm. during his training montage arrive in this scene, which is fun. I like that. We get another <laughs> round of like, remember these guys, we get the future dudes and then we get the past dudes. It's very fun. I liked that a lot. That's the thing. As sad as we are, that Jack has been separated now from his friends who actually, you know, probably never will ever get to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Now he gets to hang out with his old friends. Yeah. The OG crew. Uh, Who's here, Brendan? The Japanese sailors arrive. 
the Arabian man gives the African chief a big hug, hug yep. much like he did in the actual montage. Yep. Which is good. Uh, the Greek wrestler shows up. Nobody really gives a shit about this guy. Nope. And he's still drawn in profile. <laughs> he doesn't Always turn at all. Permanently. <laughs> He would look really good on a vase. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Vikings sail in and start rabble rousing. Nobody also really gives a shit no, about them either. I think it would have been very funny if like we, we saw the merchant ship roll up and then it like the camera pans over and suddenly the seas very choppy where the Vikings are and the ship is just like rocking on the waves. That would have been a good bit, but no, they just kind of show up. <laughs> they just show up. They show up like going, they're yeah! supposed to be a big reveal. Like, oh, yeah, these guys again. And, you know, all it made me think is Jack rarely used that, like, skill Almost that he learned never. from them. Yeah. Almost never. <laughs> he only sailed in, like, two or three episodes yep. of the show. And I don't think it ever got to the point that it was during that training montage with the choppy seas. Yeah. So. Um, but you know, he's a well-rounded man. There are times, you know, Jack had travels that we didn't see. Yeah. So, um, important stuff he learned from everybody. The Shaolin monks appear and are stopped in their tracks by Robin Hood who swings in. Mm -hmm. Good to see him again. <laughs> yeah. Not in jail. Good. Good. Nope. Still out doing his good deeds. Um, Yes, all of these characters from different historical time periods that would not have lived at the same exact time are now literally all in the same space hanging out with each other. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're so far past that now. Um, we see Jack's village, and it's nice to like also see Jack's village and like not in disrepair. Um, and Jack is here as a man, mm -hmm. which is cool. Um, and it's now a time of peace as Aku has been defeated and Jack is in the tall tower in the village being helped into some formal black robes by his father, who is looking much more vital than he should be looking, given how he appeared in episode one of Samurai Jack when he was working in the crystal mines. Which I don't imagine was that long ago uh, oh. in the timeline of like what's happening <laughs> In this current time, Jack's in. It was like days or at most like months ago. Jack went straight from the mines to Aku's house. Yeah. And like, granted, we don't know how long it took him to make that trip, but. That's true. It couldn't have been that long. Well, long enough for his dad to look like he's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is very bizarre, but Jack is, yeah, with his father He's got a big smile on his face, which is like the most genuine, happy smile that we've ever seen him have stretched it's, out across yeah, his face. It's really good. It's kind of like crooked, like he's looking a little goofy. Yeah, he's like really, yeah, just being himself, being happy in this moment with himself and his lot in life. He's which genuinely is, happy and nothing could ever bring him down. There is no more tragedy to befall Samurai Jack. We, we've done it all. We've done it all. And then some um, Jack's mother and some handmaidens are dressing Ashi in a beautiful white dress and a procession leads Ashi past a giant crowd of 
all of these people that we just saw arrive and then a bunch of other onlookers. Um, Jack is standing at the other end of an aisle, still making that big, goofy smile. I was getting a little choked up here. I was as well. It was like a beautiful moment of Samurai Jack getting what he wanted. Uh, yeah, he he deserves this. Uh, I'm glad to see my boy looking so happy after all the dark times in this season. Mm-hmm. He's been it, through a lot. <laughs> it felt really good for a bit. Um, for yes, a bit. This, for a bit. <laughs> uh, this is Jack and Oshie's wedding yep. that we're witnessing. Um, and Jack and Oshie smile at each other as she approaches him. And there's this very peaceful, happy music that is playing as they keep smiling. And it focuses on Jack's face and it focuses on Oshie's face and it focuses on the crowd looking on at them with their smiling approval. Mm-hmm. And everything is going really great. And this happy, peaceful music is proving it to us, Brendan. But something changes. Alas. The music goes sour. And the camera focuses again on Ashi's face. And her smile sinks into a frown, and Jack immediately knows something is very wrong. And his eyes go wide, and he watches Ashi collapse to the ground. He rushes in and picks her up, scoops her up in his arms. Brendan, this is some pretty intense shit that Mm. happens here. Ashi looks Jack in the eyes and rests her hand against his face. And in a way that this show has not always done, the television program Samurai Jack kind of respects the fiction of what they have set up in this world. Mm-hmm. Jack. What's wrong? Without a coup, I would have never existed. No. Sure enough. Ashi's hand vanishes from Jack's face, and Jack can barely breathe out the word no, and tears start running down his face. But in an instant, Ashi's entire body vanishes, and she is gone. Yeah. Couple things. <laughs> All right. Here we For, go. First Paradoxes. Thing. Uh, yeah, before that, even. Uh, first thing, this is the same ending as another show that I've seen. Um, I don't know that I want to spoil it here. It's kind of old now. It happened before this. Um, but there's another show that ends with a wedding between the main character and the love interest, and she just straight up vanishes uh, after they like kiss for the wedding. Um, and the other thing is the paradox, because it's a huge paradox, because if she didn't exist, he wouldn't be back. So her disappearing undoes them coming back, which sets in motion the original timeline in which she does appear, sends him back. They kill Aku. She disappears. It just loops. It loops forever. That is the problem is the the forever looping. She would have to exist. It has to be like a parallel timeline thing for it to work at all. So when Jack is brought back to the past and defeats Aku... Like this version of him cannot physically be there because yeah, 
Okay. Because it required Ashi to get him there. And if Ashi then disappeared because he did it, she was never there. So she never could have got him here. (laughs) This is some very heavy science fiction shit that we're getting into. The show, like I said, it is trying to respect the fiction of what it created. But I guess, yes, when we're starting to dig deeper into the layers, um, you are right, Brendan. These These things can't happen. If this is what they're saying happened, like... It can't. It couldn't yeah, have. It can't. It's, it's impossible. The easiest way to write it away in science fiction is to just say it's a parallel timeline now. Everything that happened happened, but isn't going to happen this time. But it had to have happened at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, the, the Song of Storms in Ocarina of Time, which the, uh, the windmill keeper teaches adult Link... And says, some kid taught it to me seven years ago, and you, as young Link, teach it to him. Where did it come from? How did it start? It's it's that kind of paradox. It's like, it has to, this has to have happened, or it, it can't happen. Now, Brendan, we are talking about Samurai Jack, so if yes. it's Samurai Jack, is it going to be okay that this is the way they're explaining it? It's fine. I, it's worth it, I think, for the, the tragedy of the ending. Uh, as much as I wanted our, our guy to get a happy ending here, uh, I think this is fitting. Um, and I kind of like it, but it does. The, the paradox annoys me, but I mm. can get over it. OK, um, it doesn't bother me as much, but uh, I guess I didn't <laughs> think about it as much as you did. I just kind of accepted what they were telling me and I went, oh, yeah, his, she's from a time that didn't happen born of people who never existed in that time that didn't happen. So thus she was never actually born, but yep. No, I, but also I'm agreeing with exactly what you're saying, but it's Samurai Jack. So we're not going to get that many layers deep. We're going to have to be okay with it. (laughs) It's the way it is. Thank God. The Scotsman didn't go back in time with them too. I couldn't take it. If he faded away, (laughs) he had to fade away too. (laughs) What if he didn't? I'm not feeling so good. Uh, she fades away, and then Jack, panicked, turns to the Scotsman. He goes, no, I have got nothing to do with Aku. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, yeah. He didn't affect me. Um, yeah, it's very tragic. Jack had earned this ending to his life, but it's like the final sacrifice of Samurai Jack, at the same time, the final act of revenge from... Aku, who isn't even like actively doing this, but because of him, like Aku is now he had he had Jack had already said he had taken everything away from him that he ever had. And then when he finally got it back, it took away the one thing that he finally seemed like he did want to have. Yeah. So uh, and it it kind of is a callback to his fear of uh, from the last episode where he tells her he doesn't want her to be just a memory. Right. So yet here if, we are. If his other memories can become realities again, like hmm. there's a price to pay for that, unfortunately. Yep. Although if she never existed, he never met her, so he doesn't have those memories, but Brandon, stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't do this to the people, their heads are exploding. So is mine. <laughs> I'm tongue twisted just trying to keep up with you here. Um <laughs> Anyway, oh, she's gone. It's sad. Yep. Um, 
it's very sad. Um, we cut to a forest of dark, twisted trees that are shrouded in fog. And Jack is slowly riding on a horse, hanging his head in sorrow. Yes, again, forever trapped in a time that he always wanted to live in, but now living in it with the only person or without the only person that he truly wanted to share his life with. Mm -hmm. So it's just you to give to column a, you have to take from column B. There's no just letting Jack have everything. Thus is the tragedy of the character of Samurai Jack. It's very sad. It is. It is a much more tragic ending than I was expecting from the show. Uh, but I, I like agree. it. I think it I I think it's fitting. It yeah, it makes sense for the character mm-hmm. and I I don't know. It's the kind of thing that we probably should have always expected, but we love Jack so much and like it used to be like a fun friendly kids show, so like yeah. we don't expect it to do something this heavy. Um but it does make sense. Yep. The horse stops and Jack dismounts. And he walks to a tree and sits down in silent contemplation. And the camera cuts up to the gray sky above. But a few beams of light are start- starting to shine in through the clouds. And the silence of the scene is interrupted by the flittering wings of a single ladybug. Which lands right on Jack's finger. Um, Jack looks up to the ladybug and holds it up to his face. They lock eyes, which I think is funny because the ladybug literally has two big round eyes that like blink at him. It blinks, yeah. <laughs> I, for a minute here, I fully expected Ashi's face to appear on the ladybug. Jack, I'm still here. <laughs> I found a weird science way to get back in time and hang out with you some more. I'm so glad it didn't happen, but I was fully expecting her face to appear on this ladybug. It's not the ending that, you know, that's the ending that we all wanted. It's not the ending that we got, but the ending you've described is the ideal way that Samurai Jack ends. <laughs> when he kisses uh, maybe, the ladybug. Yeah, maybe in the, hey. <laughs> now that Ashi's gone, he's a free agent, so... Um, (laughs) yes, he locks eyes with this ladybug that he's holding up to his face. And what's really nice is that Jack smiles Mm -hmm. and he stands up and releases the ladybug and continues to smile as it flies away. And the camera pulls out from Samurai Jack as he stands beneath that tree. And the sun starts to burn away the fog. A gentle wind starts blowing and leaves fall off the tree, which is now illuminated, revealing its beautiful pink and red colors all over it. Painted very well. Is this the same tree that we saw in that like burned field that he brought Ashi to? I don't know for sure, but I had the same question. Mm -hmm. I think it might be. I think that might be like a callback. And that's like the significance of him seeing the, Ladybug here as well. Right. Okay. I would have to go back and take a look at that tree, but I, I had thought that it could be the same one, um, but I'm not sure. Um, 
more fog clears away, uh, revealing the rolling hills beyond Jack. And Jack sees the beauty of his home and kind of the prize that he's earned from years of grueling work and sacrifice. You know, this peace that he's earned through all of the things that he's done and all that he's given up and all that he's given for the people that he loved. He's now kind of seeing it in this moment and the ladybug appearing to Jack in this moment is a nice moment of kind of Ashi's. It's almost like Ashi's final lesson for him in a way of like, as the ladybug showed to her when she was a child in that dark cave. And as Jack said, when they were standing in the belly of the beast earlier in this season, you know, even in the darkest of places or the darkest of times for you in life, there will always be beauty and light. You just have to see it, you know, mm-hmm. when it's there. Um, it's a beautiful scene as the camera pans away. And I got extremely emotional watching the camera pull away from Jack looking out across these hills. Yeah, silhouetted against the, the pink mountains in the background. It's very nice. Yeah, very nice and... A hopeful moment that lets us know, you know, Samurai Jack, he's going to be okay. And it pulls away and the screen fades to black. And Brendan, that is the end of Samurai Jack. Wow. Whatcha, Whatcha, everybody? Whatcha. Whatcha. One more time. (laughs) It actually doesn't do it. It doesn't do the watch eye in this episode at all. <laughs> and we, don't, is... we don't get the close up on Jack's eyes. <laughs> so appropriate. I was almost worried that it was going to do the watch eye. <laughs> I'm glad it did. It had this nice somber music playing through the credits. I actually, this is, I think, the first time I sat and watched the whole credits because uh, I wanted to, to kind of hold on to the moment for a little bit longer. Yeah. Let it's it very nice. Really it was a very nice ending. Yep. Yeah. A beautiful ending. Brendan, we have talked about every single episode of Samurai Jack. At length. Ad nauseum. At tremendous length that would drive people insane. I don't know why anyone listens to this show. We have spent more time talking about this show than you would spend just watching the damn thing. In like triple, quadruple, (laughs) more than that. Yes, it's. An astounding amount of time. I wouldn't have had it any other way. We're not quite done talking about Samurai Jack, though. Brendan, how did you feel about the final episode of Samurai Jack? I thought it was very cool. Uh, From start to finish, I found the whole thing very satisfying. Um, I don't think there's any other way I would have wanted any of it to go. Um, The time paradox aside, like I said, it's a little thing. It's, It's one of those things that gets really annoying in any time travel story, though, that's why time travel is bullshit. It's just because yep. it, you get all these problems. So put there's that always going to be a hole, a plot yeah. hole that just it cannot be filled. We put that away or it's going to be the most confusing, dense thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we put it away. I loved everything they did. I thought the opening of the episode where we're reintroduced to all our old friends and some were surprises because I thought the ones we saw previously in the season were going to be the only ones we saw. But then we got a bunch more coming in. Um that was all very fun, uh, well-paced. The music at the beginning was a bop, like really got you pumped up to see where this was going. Uh, the the heaviness of everyone sitting around watching the TVs was really cool into like the, the high octane action of everyone fighting Aku 
and ultimately sacrificing to help Jack get back to the past. Uh, the way they got back to the past using Ashi's Aku powers was really good. Um, yeah, the, the, the wedding scene, like I said, I was getting choked up there uh, only to have it torn away, uh, which was was very well done. Um, and yeah, did just that nice somber ending with like a little gleam of hope. Uh, was a great way to close it out. It's, I think, a really great finale. I have most of the same thoughts you had, like getting super psyched up watching like the original intro of Samurai yeah. Jack being portrayed on a television screen to all of Jack's friends in the world and be yeah. that being like a call to action for them to go and save him was radical. I feel like we say it a lot and we might have been saying it a lot more recently, too. But that was probably the best thing the show has ever done. <laughs> One of the coolest things it has ever done. <laughs> Definitely a top three moment, I would I, say. I did not see it coming at all. But the second it popped up on that screen, I was like, oh, my God, they're Fuck doing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that ruled. Um, I think the explanation of how Jack goes back to the past, I like. I especially like that it requires him to have help and yep. he's a man that spent you know most of his time on the original show like not seeking help taking all of the burdens upon himself and um you know being the savior without needing to be saved and and finally yeah having having a little bit of vulnerability and and needing yeah his allies to pitch in and i really liked how that all shook out um, yes, the ending was great. The wedding scene, tragic, but done really well. The final scene, beautiful. I think one of the best final like shots and moments and, and like a lot of shows that I've watched before. Um, really beautiful and, and breaks your heart, but also like lifts your spirits at mm -hmm. the same time. Um, I guess the only issues that I have with this episode are that like the fight when all of the allies do show up in the actual fight with Aku, like they kind of just went balls to the wall with it right away mm. and had to speed through a lot of it. I don't think there's anything that they didn't do that they should have done, but like, I feel like maybe some of the things they did do were a little too fast. Yeah. Like they could, it, like it could have done being a longer episode or something. Uh, it could even have been an hour long episode, perhaps. Yeah, or even even just a little bit longer, ten minutes longer, even might have given enough yep. time to kind of give everyone their moment. Because we okay. like, I, I agree with you. We did have like everyone did their thing, but it was like so rapid fire. Like the blind archer shoot him in the eye, and then he's like, ah, that's annoying. And then the monkey smack him in the eye, and he's like, ah, it's still annoying. Uh, right. And everyone just gets their moment really quick, and then he just kills them all. Yeah, they all get to get in their shot and we get to go yeah they they did the thing yeah but those are like brief like rushes of serotonin and then it's back to whatever else mm -hmm. um serotonin is the word is serotonin the word yeah it's fine i, I think <laughs> brief rushes of something i'm not a doctor i'm rushing i got something rushing somewhere watching this episode <laughs> um yeah I, that that was that's my only problem with the finale of Samurai Jack is, is like those moments. It would have been nice to have gotten to linger on some things a little longer. It would have been nice to have spent some more time with the Scotsman, Scotsman, even though I think he got like a fitting 
end to his story, kind of being yeah. the hero in battle. Um, and then, like I said earlier during the recap, the final fight with Aku in the past where he destroys him once and for all, um, I am perfectly fine with the way that it all went. I just, again, like if it's going to be the final fight with Aku, it's just, I also could have stood for that to have lasted a little bit longer or at least mm -hmm. had Aku try to do something. something. Even, if it, yeah. even if it wasn't send him to the future again in a time portal, like just try to fight back in any way. But he was completely useless in that scene, which is also fun sometimes to just see Jack completely in control, fucking up Aku. That's something yeah. that we love to see on the show. Um, I just could maybe used a little bit more out of that and then a little bit longer with those good payoff moments. Mm -hmm. um, it's a problem that is forever a concern with the Samurai Jack season five is that they made it 10 episodes instead of making it 13 episodes yep. like they did with every other season, kind of setting it up to have to rush into things. So when you have things like the eighth episode of the season or Jack and Ashi fall in love and that's the entire episode, you're like, okay, well, we know we have to do all these other things and give us like those great fan service mm -hmm. moments. We don't have a lot of time to do that. And then when it finally gets to the finale, it's like, yeah, actually, we don't have a lot of time to do that. We're still yeah. going to do it. It's just maybe not going to yeah. go on as long as you want. It did. It did. At the time, I felt like everything was going pretty well. And we talked about it a few times throughout the season. Like uh, the pacing of the season itself was feeling really good for a long time. Like uh, we got high action at the beginning and then some downtime and then some more action and then downtime. And that always works because you do need those spikes or otherwise it gets like tiring or you might even start getting bored of it if it's just go, go, go all the time. But. That episode eight specifically, I think if they had cut that up and maybe combined it with like an episode before it or like found a way to tell that story throughout the season, instead of dedicating all that time to it, we might have been able to spend some more time here with like this big battle. You could even have like uh, an entire episode of Jack's friends trying to free him and then he gets free at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then we have a whole episode that is him trying to get the sword with Ashi blocking him. And all of that stuff happening. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. And these are maybe conversations that I've entered us into that are maybe more appropriate for like our season five recap episode that yeah. we will do later on. But I, I think the point that we've both made is, is valid that that kind of stumble in pacing in episode eight contributed to issues with pacing in the finale. So mm -hmm. that is relevant to, yeah, the conversation of this episode specifically, but um, I, that's the only thing I could have improved because everything that you said earlier is perfect. I think they did everything they needed to do. And I think they, yep. they really had high marks for, for all of those moments. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really loved it. I'm um, yeah. Very happy with it. It might've been nice to be able to chew on it for a little bit longer, but you know, I'm, I'm happy with where it ended up and like, all the they hit all the notes that I was hoping that they would. Brendan, surface level because again we're gonna have other episodes of Samurai Jack stuff recaps, greater length recaps, things to do. Uh, how you feeling about Samurai Jack? That's uh, a great show. I like it a lot. I uh, will probably watch it again sometime. I like I said last week. I haven't. Uh, I hadn't thought about the show much before doing this. 
Uh, but now that I've seen it all the way through, I think it's it, it really holds up. It's a it's a great time. Um, there are episodes here and there I might skip that aren't as important. Farting dragons, things like that. Uh, but I like I like how they wrapped it up, and I'm glad that they did. I'm glad it didn't end with Jack and the baby. <laughs> um, that could have been. Yeah, I mean, people were so fine with it back then that I don't <laughs> think it would have been a huge deal. Um, yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. And you, we're both feeling like everything that was set up in the actual lore of Samurai Jack was mostly paid off in mm-hmm. good, satisfying ways. Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. I'm, got, I'm I got what the I was, as well. I got what I was sold. Yeah, they promised us something and delivered it in ways that I was not expecting. No. Um, you know, I never would have guessed the way that Jack would get home to the past is the way that he did get home to the past. But um, definitely a cool way for that to happen and, mm-hmm. and speaks to the strength of the writing staff on this show. Yeah, I'm kind of sub- subverting expectations as far as that's concerned. Yeah, it's kind of poetic, too, that it's the, the same way that he got sent to the future is how he gets to the past. Exactly. These lazy writers that we've called them in the past, maybe they know a thing or two. <laughs> maybe they're professionals. <laughs> this is what they've spent their entire lives doing. We've spent two years bitching about it. I'd fucking do it again. I'll fucking do it again. We, you know, may do it again. <laughs> but um, yes, Brendan, I guess with that, we can officially bring the story of Samurai Jack to a close. We've done it. We've done it. It's bittersweet. It is bittersweet. I'm I'm so thankful to have taken this journey with you. It was this has been one of the thrills of a lifetime to go through all of these episodes yeah. together and talk about it each week it's been incredible i agree at the same time sad to see it go but happy to know that we are not done with this experiment love to watch it leave (laughs) hey (laughs) i'll be back to pick you up later (laughs) um yes brendan samurai jack is over we've talked about each episode that doesn't mean our samurai jack content is done i can think of Four more episodes of Samurai Jack content oh, yeah. that we, we got need some to more. do. We got a little bit more coming for you to um, tide you over while we figure out what's next. We will figure that out eventually, but the Samurai Jack story for us continues on. Um, starting next week with the entire recap of season five, specifically of yep. Samurai Jack. Um, we will be going through what were our favorite episodes, what were our least favorite episodes. Seems to me, Brendan, that it turned out that in a season we were afraid was going to have some stinkers in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't ever seem to really happen. No, no. Even even when it stumbled, I thought I saw that it was very strong. Yep. Uh, agree. Uh, we will be going through all of that next week. So if you have any thoughts on season five of Samurai Jack including the finale that we just discussed. Uh, Got to recap at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, please let us know what you thought of Samurai Jack season five. You know, full disclosure, we're recording this episode not long after the release of our last episode. So we haven't really given people any time to send in their thoughts on the finale of Samurai Jack. So we don't have any emails to read this week. Mm. 
but definitely do still send in those emails. Um, I mean, by this point, people will have listened to this episode and reached out to us if they want to, but I'm still putting out calls. You know, if you would like to talk about the finale of Samurai Jack or again, anything in season five, got to recap at gmail.com is the email address. We would love to read those thoughts on next week's show for sure. Absolutely. At Gotta Recap on social media, you can share thoughts with us there. You no longer have to worry about spoilers. We've seen the whole damn thing. Yeah, say whatever you want. Let them fly. You can say anything about the Time Portal Guardian that you want to. You can say anything about Ashi's Time Paradox death that you want to. Uh, we've we've seen it. It's old news to us at this point. Yeah. So don't even sweat it anymore. Uh, yes, at Gotta Recap on social media. Apple Podcasts and Spotify drop us five-star reviews of the show. That really helps. Um, it's a great time to do that now that we have covered every episode of the show. Uh, it's a great time to share those feeds with your friends. If you know anyone who might be into this sort of thing, you can say, hey, these two have talked about literally every single episode of Samurai Jack. So if there's any episode of Samurai Jack you wanted to hear them talk about, you can go find it there. You can do it, yeah. It's Wild. very possible. It's it's a crazy time for everyone out there, uh, especially the two of us. Um, And yes, there is more to come. We're not sure still what will be the next project of ours, but um, rest assured, the Gotta Recap podcast, uh, it may be over the form you may know it as now, may be coming to a close, but uh, this train is still rolling strong and we will... Uh, we live to serve. We will continue yep. to be there for you. Keep those apps tuned to this feed to stay updated. We'll still be here when you're ready for us. Brendan, I'm not going to do any sort of stupid pun to carry us out of the episode. That feels inappropriate because I'm not trying to set us up for any future episode of Samurai Jack. We don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> Thank God. I know. But whenever we start whatever's next, I think that... Tradition will carry over. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, you know, to be extremely sincere with everybody listening, um, this has been an incredible experience. Um, just, you know, speaking for myself, Brendan, I'll, I'll let you, you know, say whatever's on your mind as well. But this has been like really one of the probably the greatest creative project I've ever been uh, a part of myself and um, it's been extremely rewarding to get to speak with you every week about all these episodes of the show that um, I ended up loving more this time than I had previously. Um, and it's been great to share that experience with you, my good friend, Brendan, uh, and also with all the people out there who um, really have made this show um feel worth it to yeah. me to continue doing every week. It's it's made it feel like a worthwhile endeavor and very rewarding. And I feel very humbled by the support that um, we have received from the community. And there is nothing I can say that would accurately or, or live up to the amount of thanks that I have for everyone out there for supporting us over this amount of time. Um, I, I can't tell you how much I personally appreciate um, everyone's, yeah, everyone tuning in for as long as they have. It's it's been really, really a lot. And uh 
just thank you. That's to to wrap it all up. I will say thank you very much, everyone, and thank you and thank you, Brendan. Personally, I could not have done this without you. You are the other half of what makes this show like feel worth it to me to continue doing every week. Um, coming here and talking to you about these things, I know you're always going to have a different viewpoint on things that happen on the show that I would have <laughs> never even considered. And uh, I really value all the opinions of this that you've had. And I appreciate your continued friendship. Brendan and I are actually friends. Yeah. As long as there's a record deal. We will always be friends. Oh, shit. There's a bear. <laughs> uh, uh, I agree with everything Nick said. Thank you to everyone <laughs> who has uh, ever listened to the show from our loyal listeners who've been here from the beginning, uh, engaging with us online. Uh, if you've if you've been here the whole time, and you've seen it through uh, week to week as we release uh huge thank you to you uh, and anyone who's relatively new if you just came in and you just uh you just sat down and at work and listened to the whole thing in a week uh i love having you here too um and thank you nick for for reaching out to me about this uh it was kind of out of the blue one day nick just texted me and said hey let's do a samurai jack podcast <laughs> uh, and i said sure <laughs> Uh, that that night or that weekend, I think I, I went out to Walmart, picked it up on Blu-ray, uh, started out with a really shitty microphone in our test record, uh, which maybe someday you guys will hear. No, no, that's in the <laughs> vault. That's in the vault where it stays. Only Lexi, I think, has gotten that content. You're welcome, Lexi. <laughs> um, yeah, from the shitty microphone in that to the the slightly... Slightly less shitty, but still super shit microphone in the first three episodes of the show. Uh, all the way to now, uh, when we kind of feel like we're starting to know what we're doing. Um, it's been it's been a great time, a wild ride. Uh, it wasn't always easy. Podcasting isn't as easy as it seems like it is. You gotta, like, sit at a computer and, and talk out loud for hours at a time. My ass hurts. Yeah, it's not, it's not comfortable. We have lost full recordings uh, there was an episode of the show that we lost and had to record again and pretend like we were talking about it for the first time. Uh, there's a whole three hour long thing you guys will never hear um, <laughs> in its original form. You might hear something like it someday. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, big, big thanks to everybody. Everyone who's reached, reached out, engaged with us, all the emails we got, everyone who who took the time to to write a, something nice about us on the apps. It's been great. I think that's I think that's a really key point of what we're both trying to say here. Brendan is um, as much as it is not easy doing this every week. Like I think what's more remarkable to me is the time that people have given to us mm -hmm. to listen to this thing that we've made. And then, yeah, also feel the desire to participate. Like yeah. that people are taking time out of their day to do something like that is just like a unbelievable feeling that um, I can't stress how thankful we both are that people yeah. are doing that. that. That people want to tune in every week and listen to a couple <laughs> grown chuckle fucks <laughs> talk about a 20 year old cartoon. <laughs> goobers. If there ever were any, um, Yes, Brendan, I think all we can say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, okay. That is it. That is it, Brendan. That is it for Samurai Jack. That's it. Well, it's also not it. We've said this. Uh, this is now like the <laughs> sixth time I've said that. Uh, there's more to come. We've covered every episode of the show, uh, but we still have things to talk about. So definitely um, keep your eyes posted on your feeds if you want to hear more about Samurai Jack. Yes. Please. Uh, Brendan, let's wrap this up. Um, once again, for the last time in the Samurai Jack history, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, and I cannot emphasize this enough. Bye. Bye.